0: Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast that explores the Dark Knight Library. I am your host, Ryan Lauer. Follow the Batman Book Club on Twitter at TheBatmanBC for latest episodes, upcoming episodes, and even some giveaways. If you've been paying attention, you see there's some Three Jokers giveaways that have happened, and there may be another one coming soon. You can also follow me on Twitter at Lauer underscore Ryan, Lauer spelled like lower, rate and review the show at apple podcasts in the link that is in the description of this episode more reviews help spread the word and the word is bannock and lastly the batman book club is a proud member of the batman podcast network hosted by batmanonfilm.com so now we continue on with this spooky celebrational month of halloween because i love halloween all these boys that have been on here with me love Halloween. We thought Batman and Halloween go together like Mountain Dew and Batman Forever Glasses. So with me today, he is no stranger to the show. He is the black cat of Batman on film because he's dainty and he's full of curses. It's Minnesota's own Garrett Grev. Hello, Garrett.
1: Oh, man. Black cat. Um, yeah, I hope i would not bad luck. You know, like... Um, <laughs> Like the recordings have all seemed to go just fine. We we haven't lost any terrible audio. There was one time I think when I was early on, maybe it took like hundred hours for our audio to upload. Maybe that's the maybe that's the uh, bad luck part. So you know, but d- dainty. I mean, I think I'd like to think I am imposing <laughs> physical figure. You know, In all my middle aged father glory, you know, six three, two hundred pounds. You know, it's um... but yes, thank you very much for having me on. It's always a pleasure
0: you are quite intimidating in a, uh, Battinson t-shirt. So, (laughs) I mean, I'll just say, there you go. That may be dainty, but but I was thinking more of if you like, you're, you're just nice that if you're crossing someone's, someone's paths, it's because they've, they've done ticked you off and you're going to send a curse on them. And I just felt like that, that just, that fit. So uh, it was meant with the best intentions. My first cat ever was a black cat it was a great cat. So, um, yeah, we had a black cat growing
1: up and um and you know, we got them my brother's a few years younger than me and I got a striped cat, which I named Tiger, and he got a black cat. And I was like, here's all these cool names that could go well with a black cat. And he's like, Nah. I'm like, what do you want to name this cat? And he goes, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a striped oh, yeah. cat named Tiger and a black cat that he has felt like naming, I think, after his little buddy that uh, lived across the lake from us named Cody. And so that was we had Tiger and Cody thought.
0: Tiger and like, Cody. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I, just, I love that. Cody.
1: Cody. <laughs> like, cool, Ethan. All right. Of course.
0: Well. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Ethan. So you're no stranger to this show. Um, you've got bands um, on, that are on this show. And yeah, they know they know what your favorite Batman story is. So I'd rather ask you, have you been reading any Batman lately aside from what we're about to discuss?
1: Uh, well, you and I, you know, by the time this is live, I'm sure it'll be quite some time after we got to join the straight out of Gotham live Facebook show mm. where we talked about um, the three Jokers, which mm-hmm. I have been reading and enjoying mm-hmm. very, very much. I've also uh, been reading, um, Batman, uh, Joker war, which I have not enjoyed as much. So it's, it's, and it's, it's interesting that like, there's sort of these two what have been billed as marquee events in the DC universe and the bat universe and comics. And I think one has just uh, exceeded my wildest expectations and one has yet mm-hmm. to meet them. I, but you know me, I don't like talking about things. I don't like, I wouldn't say that. I don't like, I don't, it's not that I don't like Joker war, it's that it uh, pales in comparison to really what I think is a masterpiece in the making with Three Jokers. So if they were being released at different times, I don't know if I'd feel quite the same way. I probably still would a little bit, but the, the dichotomy between the two uh, really elevates one and makes the other just sort of like, oh, okay, hmm. it's an event. Well,
0: it's, it's funny because you and... The last episode guest, J underscore Raka, Justin Kowalski himself for our the last Q&A episode that we did. We kind of talked about Joker War and I sounded more favorable than you two. But I was also a little like "Eh." and then my Gates of Gotham episode with talking with Eric Carter and we'd mentioned Joker War. And at that point I was like, yeah, I'm really digging it. So it's kind of like it's a wavy, a wavy run for me, too. It's not all out bad it's not all out good it's like it's just got a lot of highs and not necessarily lows for me just yeah No, that's fair that's fair yeah
1: there, so, are, there, there are some peaks and valleys there's some issues that i've enjoyed much more than others and then some mm-hmm. issues where i'm like okay let's come on now let's go
0: come on let's move it along so today we're gonna we're gonna get into some halloween on this Ooh, yeah. episode oh why don't you go ahead why don't you go ahead and tell us what we're talking about today?
1: Well, we are talking about something that is, was a, uh, a new find for me. Um, mm-hmm. very Halloweeny and I'm a mm-hmm. big fan of Halloween. I have, uh, as we've talked about many, many children and young, young boys, uh, young kids in general, I think are, are big Halloween fans. It's a, it's a holiday that's easy to sort of like go big with and, uh, it's fun. It's dress up It's candy. It's all these things. And um, a lot of times uh, when we think about Halloween in comics, it's very dark. It's very scary. It's very spooky. It's very horror. And we are not talking about a book <laughs> that's like that. We are talking about Batman, <laughs> Lil' Gotham, Chapter 1. And boy, is it full of, you know, chock full of Halloween goodness in, um, in in some ways a very traditional sense. And in other ways, uh, just kind of like, a, oh, man, this is kind of lighthearted fun. I, I enjoyed, I I enjoyed discovering this book uh, for the podcast. So I was going to say, Garrett, why
0: don't you, why don't you tell, just remind me and tell all the, anybody listening, what made you choose? What made you choose Lil' Gotham number one?
1: Yeah. What made me choose Lil' Gotham number one is that it has long been, you know, a favorite comic of mine since it was released. <laughs> and no, actually, it was it was one Mister Ryan spelled like lower lower peer
0: pressure peer pressure <laughs> peer and,
1: pressure you know but it was great because we were kind of having our conversation with the Bat Boys and the guys you were you know going to have on for this spooktacular mm-hmm. month month of celebration around what comics are out there you know in Batman that would be great for Halloween and there are some really good sort of disturbing takes um, and you know some of which you know were kind of on on hold for future guests to talk about and some of which had been covered you know i um the elseworlds red rain was one that comes to mind right away and you sort of have this idea of like what if we throw a little bit of a curveball at the old book club listeners and (laughs) and give them you know batman little gotham i was like um that's an idea (laughs) <laughs> it was like, no, this could uh, be no, really good. No. <laughs> and I said, Well, Ryan, here's the deal. This is uh this is clearly your show, even though I, I'm so lucky to be on it, you know, quite often. Let's let's give it a read. And it was on the DCU app. So for the listeners out there that maybe were like me and haven't read this book before, it's out there, it's pretty accessible. And I gave it a read and I said, Yes, quite. We should we should definitely um discuss this one because it it's it's just not, you know, the typical book that I think gets um, visited and you've got with this podcast a great forum to say you know here are the classics here are the heavy hitters but also i mean when when justin's on you're talking about thrill killer like here's the things that maybe you haven't read and and there's a lot of value in that because i think sometimes when we're batman fans we're fans of the stuff we've been exposed to and the character clearly but maybe you don't uh, veer off you know, the, the path that you're used to walking with your Batman readership. And this was a great opportunity for me to check out something different. So giving away the goods, but I enjoyed it and I'm really glad you suggested it.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Because I, I did not forcibly hold you down and say, damn it, you're going to read this and we're going to talk about it. I, I left it to you, but I think I got a little pushy toward, uh, toward Garrett. And I said, Hey, you can be on 19 more times, choose whatever you want. Let's just do this little Gotham. Give Let's me do this, this little one. thing. Just once. Just give me right. this one. And I thought, what a good uh, follow up to Red Rain, which is extremely one direction. Right. And, you know, if for what I'm doing this month. And then we follow that up with little Gotham. What a great, what a great balance that ends up being. But this so quick bullet points. So this was a digital first series. So I got this right when I got my first iPad and I, I think digital buying digital was semi new at that point or something. And so it was dangerous for me because I was realizing, Oh, I've got my iPad now and how quick it's becoming to spend money. And it's very effortless to spend money. And then they, this series was coming out and they were going to do you know monthly and it was 99 cents an issue and i'm like oh my gosh it is begging me to just buy it and it launched halloween of 2012 hit the holidays for about a year um did these cool little issues and then i think it maybe became weekly there's 24 issues in total they are all on dc universe they ended up releasing issues, like physical copies later on. And I think they doubled up. And so one issue was the first two digital issues and so on. And then they've released trade paperback collections since then. But I snatched up the first 12 as they came out because I thought this series is freaking adorable. It is fun. And there's Batman fits in any sort of genre. He can fit he can be extremely dark and mature, which is kind of my preference, but then he can also be extremely light. And it's as long as the creators are just respectful to the character and little Gotham chapter one, Halloween was the introduction of what we, of what the series was going to be. And I thought like, hands down, they just knocked it out of the park written by Derek Friddle. Apologies if I mispronounced, and Dustin Wen. Now, I used to, as I said in the Gates of Gotham episode, I think for the longest time I was like Nagayan. Right. Because us Americans don't know how to pronounce uh, Vietnamese how to pronounce last things. names. Right. Yeah. And then I felt like a complete ass when I found out, no, it's Wen. I'm like, ugh. Uh, they both co wrote, and then, yeah, it's art, art and the cover by Dustin Nguyen. Uh, his style is extremely unique. I've seen him, his work before, in a, uh at this time, he was doing the Streets of Gotham. I think he launched Streets of Gotham series with Paul Dini. He did the Heart of Hush run with Dini, and then he's kind of popped up all over the place since then. I think his, his work stands out. It's It's very unique, and I really like it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely, and, and in particular, it's unique here with character mm-hmm. design, right? But in general, he has this sort of, you know, watercolor aesthetic. Uh, Heart of Hush, I think, you know, I actually didn't read Heart of Hush for the longest time, which is silly, um, because the artwork, it, it, it just wasn't, um, something about it didn't call to me. And, and you know, a big part of Hush um, and my enjoyment of it you know so much i love that story um was the jim lee artwork and this is about mm-hmm. as far from jim lee as you can get right like it's it's yeah. just it's not even doing the same thing um and and, f- and for some reason i just like I, I glanced over heart of hush for some time because the change in artwork was so so different but uh Dustin wind's art is is beautiful it's gorgeous and in particular the character design when you get into little gotham is sort of this um you know, cartoony, uh, bobblehead sort of short and stature, yeah. large and dome. Um, it kind of reminds me of my three-year-old who's got like a teeny, you know, toddler body and then a big old giant Grev head sitting <laughs> on top of his shoulders. Um, so, um, it's, it's really, it's really gorgeous. And the colors here are fantastic and it's just cartoony enough that it gets away, um, with a, it, this book is kind of full of gags and, and little humor bits and the tone and the art meshed together so well, that it's just really well packaged. And, um, you know, one of the things that I thought about when I was when I was thinking like, hey, what am I going to talk about with Lauer on this book? Because it's a quick read. Mm -hmm. Uh, In particular, you know, when if you get the the released issue, you get Thanksgiving or Halloween and Thanksgiving. If you go digital, the first chapter is just Halloween. And, you know, we're talking about Halloween here. So I'm like, man, this is a really quick read. What are the things I'm going to talk about that could make this really interesting? And I think you know the artwork is an obvious standout just because um, the way it plays with characters and the type of Batman story that it's telling meshes really well, and it's uniquely designed for that younger audience. And you think, well, yeah, Garrett, it's called Lil Gotham. but you know, when this was released in two thousand and twelve, I was yet to become a father of many boys, and now I have a ton, and I'm typically looking <laughs> for <laughs> I'm typically looking for Batman content that is appropriate and accessible for these kids because you know, I have forced them to enjoy the things that I enjoy and they're all big Batman fans, but not everything around. We've talked about Batman, Ninja Turtles, this sort of uh, animated series uh, crossover as being something that's really well done and and great for kids. Um, But this is something that like I am going to now read, not just this issue with my little Halloween fanatics in this month, but like we're going to be visiting this regularly together and It's something that they can read and can enjoy and can enjoy. I can read it and can enjoy it on my own. And yeah, man, I'm excited to talk about it.
0: Yeah. So I think that's aside from the first issue being strictly it's Halloween because we just don't have enough Batman and Halloween content, but also the, the art is fantastic. The story is fun, but I think overall that's just, I'm 33 years old. I can get just as much enjoyment as your your kids could reading this too, and the book isn't talking down to anybody. It's not cheesy. It's not like okay, eye rolling. It's like it's respectful of the characters, and it's just in a in a world that it's like, that's ageless as far as the the viewers or fans, you know. And I I really like that because this is something that ever since I read this the first time around always in the back of my head as I started to get, you know, I had a, have got really young cousins, and then I have a niece, and my niece, Hala, she's awesome, she likes comics, she nice. likes comics, and early on, it's like, okay, you want to read some Batman, sorry, you can't do the long Halloween yet, you're not smart enough, and you, <laughs> can, you cannot do Hush, you can't do Red Rain, No, we got Lil Gotham in our back pocket, right, like bam, to just, to just, for kids and it's a nice little it's it's a mix up of what like us adults are reading so a lot of stuff that we're reading you know we're reading three jokers and we love it it's mature joker war is mature hey let's do low gotham which is just fun and a little innocent you
1: know well and i think to your point of it not speaking down to the audience is fantastic because it does a really good job of sort of knowing the story it's telling and while it's goofy, and while there are gags in it, it plays it pretty straight. It doesn't have this kind of condescending wink of, hey, look how childish we're being. And it it doesn't play that to sort of, um, you know, almost mean-spiritedly contrast what we know of Batman. It just tells this story. And besides, and why I think I can appreciate this so much at this place, and not that people who aren't parents can't by any means but it speaks to me in a different way than it would have spoken to me if I would have read this with the digital release in 2012, because this beyond a being a Halloween Batman story is really um, Batman as a father story. And um, there's a sweetness to that, that I, I think is just really pure in this book. And you see Batman and Bruce as this educator and father to Damien who has not, and we're getting into the plot a little bit here. Um, no, go ahead. I wanted has, to. So. That has not experienced Halloween and is learning about Halloween. And um, Damien's kind of throwing at throwing some of the same questions that my boys throw at me around. What is Halloween? How did it get started? Why do we do this? Why do we do that? And, um, you know, in 2012, I was not so much a Damien Wayne fan. And it, Damien actually took quite some time to grow on me. Um, but reading this here and now, I'm like, oh, man, this is just so sweet. Like, it's really it's really <laughs> pre- it's really pretty adorable. And it's not because, um, you know, Damien is nicey, nice, cutie, cute. He's still a dick. And <laughs> in this, you know, he's oh, a yeah. dick. He's a dick. Um, uh, but, you know, it's it, little boys can be, you know, they can be mischievous. And if you were raised by assassins and uh, it touches on that a little bit, of course, you would have this sort of, um uh, uh uh Dennis the Menace esque nature with uh, with yeah. a tendency for more violence um so i thought it did a good a nice job of sort of um taking that familial dynamic between batman and robin and bruce and damian and plugging it into this sort of lighthearted halloween tale and highlighting bruce as an educator along with being a crime fighter
0: well that's why i wondered if you not as a you know, as in sappy or anything, but take because we're talking this issue, let's use this issue of Bruce the father teaching the son something new, how that reads for you as a dad who has young kids, and like if if it reads any differently than like other like I don't know. How do, how would you read it differently than I would, you know? Cause I find it kind of touching, even though Damien's a little bit of a dick. I can imagine here as he's not understanding what, what Halloween is. And he, the, you know, the first thing is that he attacks a two-faced Joker and Riddler thinking it's right. two-faced Joker and Riddler. And then they find out, no, it's just kids. And he doesn't understand. He's like, what kind of low life has kids doing their dirty work? And Bruce explains, no, 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 this is, this is Halloween. Oh, what's Halloween? Well, let me teach you. And he does the educated, this is really what it is, boring for a kid to where it's like, okay, what's it really about? Okay, I guess it's candy. Because kids know Halloween means candy. right? You know, and I don't know if that's something that you read and it hit you like instantly on like if that if you can relate to that, like from a father to a son.
1: Aspects, yeah, absolutely. You know? absolutely, And it, what it made me think of, and it's not a direct comparison, but what it brought to mind right away is, and I already said I kind of force my kids to like things I like. I don't, but I expose them to them, to the stuff <laughs> that I'm into. And, you know, if it clicks, it clicks. It made me think of um, my oldest two boys and then the three-year-old gets brought along just because he's he's kind of, you know, their, their, their third amigo. Um, got to the point where I'm like, they're old enough uh, and they're interested enough. I can start um, sharing Star Wars with them, and oh boy. with kids, right? When, with kids, when they get excited about something, they can take things too far. So when we first started getting into Star Wars, my boys, my oldest two, were all about lightsaber battles, and they wanted to battle each other all the time and whack at each other with their toy lightsabers. And you know, like they were, they were just they, they uh, when when little girls and boys, but in my experience, little boys. Get excited about something, there's a tendency to take things too far and you need to rein them back in. And that's what Batman does with Robin throughout this story, right? Like it's like Candy, awesome. I'm gonna throw a battering at a gumball machine and steal some gumballs. He's like, No, 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 no. That's not what you gotta ask, right? So I thought about this experience of with the boys, it's like, hey guys, the lightsaber fights are all well and good, but let's talk about what Jedi's believe in and about like you know. <laughs> Defense uh, as as the operating model as opposed to offense and attacking and and, and Bruce does that um, you know about Halloween not about Star Wars but you have that experience or I've had that experience as a dad where it's like the kids get so amped up about something they can they can uh, go one step or two steps beyond what's appropriate and then you need to go back and sort of like educate uh, around what it is and there's this really fun uh, um, panel or a couple panels where it shifts back into Batman's in education mode and he's got like this professorial tweed jacket on and he's explaining to to uh Damien like he's a board student in class about the history of And the
0: the book at their feet, the streets of Gotham. Yes right?
1: it makes it an appearance about, you know, like where the where the holiday comes from as, you know, a seasonal festivity around, you know, the harvest or, you know, festivals for the dead and whatever. And and that's where it kind of gets to that quick turn of Damien says, What's it really about? He's like, okay, fine. It's about dressing up and getting candy. And then he's all in, right? So it's sort of this yeah. like balancing act of of instilling excitement and then trying to rein back sort of the overly enthusiastic response. But then, like, yeah, let's still go with the big fun stuff. It is still lightsaber battles in the end of the day. It's awesome, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah. So two things definitely that I want to hit on. And one is just because it's quick and it makes me laugh when I it'd be interesting. What your boys, if and when they do get to read this, this issue, their response to it of when Batman asks him, Have, haven't you ever celebrated Halloween? And Damien says, the only time I ever celebrated anything with family was when mom and grandpa would test out the Lazarus pit by dumping dead bodies in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: You know, was, I just I read it almost so nonchalant of just kind of like, yeah, you know, that was part of the norm through dead bodies the Lazarus pit and then fighting off the crazy reanimated zombies. Those are good times. And then like those two panels, it just makes me laugh as if like, it, I just feel like I read it as if he didn't skip a beat. And that that stuff can just be really funny to me when it's so random. And then this totally macabre idea of dead bodies, you know, zombies, et cetera, like that. And I just, I find that charming.
1: <laughs> oh, it is because it's thrown in there so nonchalant, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. of course, this is a thing that makes sense in Damien's backstory. Like, yeah, yeah, the, the total... What, what would, what would a trained assassin from birth enjoy more than the challenge of fighting off uh, reanimated zombie corpses? Like that's a celebration and it makes sense with, with the character. But yeah, that's, um, you know, uh, not to continue down the Garrett's a dad path, but like, that's one of the things that when I do read this with the boys and we will, um, I expect to get a bunch of questions, but hang on, wait a minute. What now? Why would they do that? Well, how come, how does it work? What do they do? Do they die twice? What do they do with the zombie bodies afterwards? (laughs) Why would they want to do that? Who's his grandpa? Who's his mom? Is that who I think it is? Like, it's going to be this ongoing question, you know, tumble down that, uh, you know, will be fun. And it's it's just another way to get deeper into the character. It's sort of like this lighthearted introduction, but you can say, oh, yeah, let's talk about Razagul a little bit. You know this and go. They've seen. um, uh, Gosh, what's the animated two part? Is it Heart of the Demon? Is it just Demon's Head? Demon's Head from Batman the Animated Series. They've seen that and are quite familiar with Razor Ghoul. I hate bringing up things on podcasts where I don't know the immediate answer. I think it's just the Demon's Head.
0: Yeah, um, Yeah, I think I always get him back forth the the Demon Reborn. Oh, that's Superman. Somebody listening is like, "Oh my gosh. These guys call themselves fans. Demon's Quest.
1: Demon's Quest." Is that- yes that's the two-parter yep so they're familiar with that so maybe i'll sidestep sidestep like the unending list of questions but that will definitely be something that they notice more than you and i would read it where it's just sort of like oh yeah of course like that will be a hang on wait a minute type of deal (laughs) hold up wait a minute hold up now
0: (laughs) thank you the other part i want to hit on is the Amazing splash pages of when Batman and Robin come out of the alley to everybody dressed up for Halloween. Yes, the yeah. Easter egg full. Oh my gosh! To where I don't, I'd like. I don't know that anybody will come to this page and not be like naming every single, like every single costume. Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Totally. Did you have I, fun with that page?
1: Yeah, I I actually just okay. did that again. Um, you know, getting ready to sit down and record. I'm like, oh, there's Black Manta. I didn't see Black Manta before. Oh, that uh, that looks like Wally West. Flash. There's Wally West. And who's this? Who's that? Who's the other? And then it also sort of brings this very interesting concept together that, like, in Gotham City, the kids aren't dressing up as Frankenstein, the Wolf Man, Dracula, you know, whatever else. They're dressing up as, you know, villains and heroes that exist as real people in their world. So it's funny to think that in this, in our real world, we kids typically dress up as imaginary characters in this imaginary world. They're dressing up as characters that are real in this imaginary world. So yeah, it kind of, um, it is, it is chock full of little Easter eggs and things you can point out, but I think it really shows uh, Wynn's skill as an artist to have these very full pages that still have a ton of detail, right? Like there was skill and planning that went into pulling these, um, the, these pages off in this sort of, you know, cartoony watercolor world that he's created.
0: Yeah, definitely. And that whole splitting, up throwing in the, the justice league and then he starts to veer off a little bit and there's dark side and there's a mini Lex Luthor and there's a Mr. Freeze and then blue devil but then he did get in the the monsters, the universal monsters and a cowboy.
1: But oh, yeah, yeah, I,
0: yeah. then I love just the I thought of I don't know if this is true of the McDonald's cheeseburger sitting on the bus bench.
1: Oh, I missed that. And
0: there's a and then there's like a a kid behind him that's in like a bubble. Like a, a, a bubble suit kind of. A dome head. I don't know what, you, what how you'd want to phrase am I can't think of the term and then a devil that I just kind of like those three are random on this page. Right. And then the next the next page continues the like there's a, a Shazam and I think he's walking with his mom who is Black Adam and a Clayface Aquaman Black Mana. And I did not realize I don't know why in reading this that there's a kid that walks by Robin and pulls on his cape and he's He's just like, quit that. And I didn't even realize that's Scarface and. uh Oh, um, yeah. Why can't I think of his name? Holy crap. The ventriloquist ventriloquist. Man, I am slipping tonight. Wow. I'm supposed to be the pro here. What an idiot. Hey,
1: that's why we do these things in teams.
0: <laughs> that's right. Thanks. But I mean, that's fun, too. And it's got Miss Martian in there and then a red hood. And like, I just I freaking just love those those two uh, pages.
1: Yeah, it's super fun. And I, it's it's like those little, um, the details that really go into elevating artwork where, you know, splash pages are big and, you know, in, in sort of more traditional comic books, it's like the big sexy you know, poster on the wall type thing. But when mm-hmm. when artists really go in, and it's all a lot of work, right? Regardless of whether you go in and hide a bunch of little stuff and create a little extra fun details. It's still a lot of work, but I really appreciate when they go the extra mile and like, give you something to play with and work with and revisit and find new things. You know, every time you revisit the book or most times you revisit the book.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm with you. So the book, because it, or this issue, I mean, it is maybe, and I mean, maybe a 10 minute read,
1: right? It's yeah. fast, but it's a bedtime story, man. It's going to be great. I for can't sure. wait.
0: It's Batman continues his little lesson. I really like how Robin has to go try the normal way of trick-or-treating of going to say, you know, trick-or-treat and he pouts as he walks up. He gets one piece, one lousy piece. He, okay, at this moment, he is all of us because Mm -hmm. definitely was that way when we go trick-or-treating and they dropped like one itty bit. They are one of the little snack sized candy bars and that's it. And it's like, man, I've hit up 10 houses. I've got 10 pieces of candy. This is exhausting.
1: Or man, when you walked um, up to a house and you get the uh, the um, popcorn ball. Oh the yeah. Ho- homemade treats. Remember those? I don't think I don't think like that's probably pretty frowned upon these days with safety. I'd say they whatever. can't
0: do that anymore.
1: <laughs> right. Well, you'd get up there and some nice old lady who had worked for probably, you know, a solid afternoon or longer to make these homemade mm-hmm. popcorn balls and you'd get it and be like, huh, ah, thanks. Like great. Yeah. Or an apple. Not, co-
0: not coming back here next year. We right. had a snob we had a snob hill is what we called it. And that's where the rich folk were. And there was a house there that gave you monstrous um, king size candy bars.
1: Dude. So we knew
0: that was the place to go.
1: My wife, growing up, lived in the same neighborhood that Minnesota legend. My favorite athlete as a child, and, and one of my favorite athletes in my entire life, heart of the Minnesota Twins, both in 1987 and 1991, Kirby Puckett lived in this neighborhood. Ah, Kirby. And in Kirby at Kirby's house for Halloween, you didn't get a, a fun size Snickers. You didn't get a regular Snickers. You didn't get a king size Snickers. You know what you got? You got a board what? game. He gave Holy out board shit. games. So you'd go to Kirby's house and you'd get <laughs> connect four or you'd get. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, a licensed Monopoly game. You know, whatever. Like, that's what Kirby was giving out. So Damien getting this singular piece of candy, man, he needed to hit up Kirby's house. He would have had a much different experience. He would, wouldn't have been born. But, you know, you know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that is awesome.
1: Alfred's probably back at the mansion giving out board games. They just he's giving out
0: board games for sure.
1: For sure. That Wayne's Bucks. Come on.
0: <laughs> he's got them Wayne Dallas. Dollar dollar. That's bills, the up. Right. That's what they need to do is like little. Not as Lil Gotham. And that's the follow-up series or something like that. I don't know. And they've all grown just like an inch. And that's the follow-up on that one. So when we see this, Bruce is on the phone with somebody talking about going to an Italian restaurant. And this is another freaking highlight. Is them singing of the... When the gas hits your eye like a big pizza pie. That's That's our gammy. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And yeah, this man.
0: I just, uh, I don't know. Like I just heard it. I heard that song and it just made me laugh. Even though this time it's been, a, it's been a while since I've read this. So I couldn't have told you what happened. Cause I didn't remember. And yeah, what a surprise that was.
1: Yeah, it was great. And reading it for the first time, like that was a turn in the book, right? Like, so before <laughs> this it's yeah, here's this introduction to Halloween. And now it's a Batman story that takes place on Halloween Actually, a very sweet Batman story that takes place on Halloween. Mm -hmm. But the transition to the restaurant is like you're sort of moving into to um, a little bit more of the plot heavy. If there is such a thing for this book uh, Mm -hmm. section of the story. Right. It's like intro to Halloween. And then here's here's the thing that happens that we're visiting on Halloween.
0: Mm -hmm. Joker's line to Harley Quinn of you're a one a hot the spicy meatball. Oh, pudding. Yeah. <laughs> the, and then I mean, clever too here of Catwoman saying to Poison Ivy, "So no salad for you, huh?"
1: Yeah. Ba-dum-cha.
0: Right. Like, what do you think?
1: And she's digging into. It. I liked it too. I read that too, and I was like, um, "Of course, it makes sense." Like, mm-hmm. it, you'd think maybe on the surface, oh, Poison Ivy must just love. Salads and plants, and no, 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 no. She would not eat her friend. She's a carnivore. She's digging into a big plate of meat <laughs> yeah. and pasta. You know, just having a great time. And uh Bane's enjoying some red wine. It's you know they're having a real nice evening.
0: Oh, got to make this for the kids. Um, Killer Croc, he's got the bottle. It's apple cider.
1: Oh sure, of course. Of uh, apple
0: cider. It's written on their A P P C I D. And I'm like, look at that. They probably oh, kept lovely. them from and like
1: a T plus comic book rating.
0: Hmm. For sure. And yeah. So then Batman and Robin come into the Italian restaurant. They order their food to go. Bruce does. Okay. <laughs> this I played out in my head as if it was a joke. Tell me how you read it of when Bruce pays and he says, you know, there's enough here. There's enough there to cover everyone's dinner tonight. And then it cuts to the panel where it's like a dark and almost like Batman's glaring. Right. And I, I thought like th- that's almost something to play on like Teen Titans Go or something of there's a joke there, the way that they cut or anime and then lighten it up. And he's yeah. like, great costumes, everyone. Dinner's on me. Happy Halloween. But and the music
1: changes joke. for dun. that panel, right? Like it's like, yeah, dun, dun, yeah. Dun, and then it comes <laughs> back out. Totally. That's the way it played for me as well.
0: Okay, cool. I was like, I was highly entertained in this. Yeah, uh,
1: absolutely. And I think it's, you know, you kind of get into this where it's, you know, Batman's there at this point. We're not sure that he knows that the villains are all there. The villains are stressed out. Cause they're like, Holy crap. Batman's here. Is this the end of our, our celebration? And there's this little bit of like sympathy for the devil aspect where these villains are saying, isn't it so great that it's Halloween and everyone dresses up like freaks and we can pass like normies. Right? So it's like, they're not in the middle of this heinous scheme they're trying to enjoy their night. They're still villains. Batman's still going to take him down, but it's um, it's just kind of this, you know. I said it's, it's a like sweet little segment of the book, and that sort of like he leaves and it's like, "Whoo, we got away with it." Okay, we can enjoy our night. And then you see Batman and, and Robin step back out into daylight, and who are they greeted by? You know, the full force of Gotham PD with Commissioner Gordon and Trick or Treat. You know. Trick on the villains, treat yeah. for the police. All the yes. baddies in Gotham are in one place at the same time, right for the picking. And, um, you know, that's it, it. I didn't know the story was going to go there. Right. I, and, and then you start thinking back. Oh, OK. Yeah, that's the phone call he made and said, bring everyone. Well, bring all the mm-hmm. police forces We're taking down this whole group. And then what's Batman do? Like kind of continue this very, you know, heartwarming story. Let them finish their meal. I picked it up. They, you know, let them have a nice night. Then arrest them and throw them in the slammer. Right back to Arkham. But let them get some pasta in them first. And apple cider.
0: And and clever. The page before, right before that, Gordon says quite the trick that all those villains are in there together. Turn the page, Batman. Before you arrest them, give them minutes. Finish dinner. My treat. Trick treat. But I'm chopped. Oh, well they done. got it.
1: They got, got it layers. in there. They got it's it got in there. Got layers.
0: <laughs> This book is deep, like it's really deep. Oh, okay, man. Like, yeah, gonna, we could talk you know, for five hours about this.
1: You're going to want to read it a number of times. Each time, you're going to find a new uh, allegory and symbolism. It's really genius. <laughs> I mean, it's biblical. It, it's a Greek tragedy. It's uh, yeah. It's just a fun little Halloween story, man. I really enjoyed it. I dug it a lot.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, and it's kind of funny. Cause it's like that's Little Gotham, chapter one, Halloween. Like, that's it. There's nothing there's nothing else to it. There's nothing else to it. So we can go ahead and hop right to Garrett. Do you have a favorite part of this huge epic story?
1: Yeah, I think my favorite part is probably, you know, we touched on it. um, Well, I'd say this. uh, My favorite part in dad mode, Garrett, is um, (laughs) the sort of explanation of Halloween to this child that doesn't get it and sort of the, you know, Bruce as the father and the teacher. Like that's, that was nice for me. I really enjoyed that. Um, just from a comic book standpoint and reading the book, I think what we, what we mentioned around the page turn or the, you know, the, the, the touchscreen panel swipe to the villains in the restaurant with the big panel and the song and there's Joker and Harley and, you know, there's the characters and it's like this fun scene. I just thought that was, um, I was I was surprised by it and I was like, oh, this is just really fun. It felt like you could hear the music that was in the restaurant. And mm-hmm. um, I just I love that page. I thought it was really well done.
0: I think the Italian restaurant is my favorite because just the surprise of them singing the dialogue there real quick, and then kind of how their whole idea. Because it's genius, actually, of, well, of course, Halloween's the night that the the inmates can be on the streets and they'll be fitting in with everyone else. And then Batman comes in, his little psych out, if you will. And then it turns out that he's actually just, it, he's kind of being, he's being kind and what like all of that in just like, what, seven pages or something. I just think it's, it's kind of, it's really smart. <laughs> like it is for something that's just supposed to be a fun little story. It's like yeah, the, kind of surface. All of fluffy. that is, I don't know. All of that's just like really clever and really smart. And then there are little, their little touches of poison Ivy is not eating the salad and, um, them drinking the apple cider. And like, I don't know. I just think it's, it's a hoot.
1: It is. It it's is. Just, a hoot. It's a hoot. Absolutely. You got it. You've got it Right
0: do you have a favorite panel by chance
1: favorite panel? I Mm -hmm. think, I think my favorite panel is probably the splash, the splash page we talked about after, um, you know, the transition from Robin just about to beat the Holy hell out of some little kids to hey pan way back. And you're in this busy street full of trick or treaters in costume like that, that sort of, um, sets the idea of what the book is and a bit of the the tone where, okay, it's, it introduces this concept that will be visited later around the villains being able to sort of pass in public, but also it gets to like, Oh, these are, this, this is a book that's going to be Batman and Robin in the midst of Halloween, right? Robin's encountering Halloween because he finds himself kind of surrounded by it. And I thought, you know, for all the things we touched on earlier with the, with the, um, the Easter eggs and I almost said, um, Halloween eggs, but that's a different type of candy (laughs) for a different time of year. Um, is, is just really worth revisiting. And like I said, you find different things every time, or I found different things there every time I visited it. So that's probably my favorite panel.
0: I am with you. 100%. That is oh, my we're favorite. Right on the
1: same page.
0: That's right. That's why we're a good team. And if nothing else, it's because like, it is a little fish out of water, which I mean, that's always a, a easy fallback. It can work in any sort of genre, any kind of story, but it's super interesting here, and it's fun, and then if nothing else, it's just like, oh my gosh, there's Batgirl, there's Blue Devil, there's Jon Stewart, Green Lantern, there's Lex Luthor, there's Dark Side. and just like, oh my gosh, and Frankenstein, and Wolfman, and, oh, there's Man Bat, oh, hey, the Invisible Man, Mummy, like, that kind of stuff just thrills me. I love it. I need Tell to Wayne, go back, because I, I, I,
1: I miss the the uh, Universal Monsters. I just saw all all DC characters. So there's another reason for me to go back when I read this with the boys to to look at it with a fresh set of eyes all over again.
0: Well, that's where it's, it's like he deliberately chose DC characters, deliberately threw in some of the Universal Monsters, but there's somebody in a ghost or like a sheet over themselves as a ghost, but then like a cowboy that they're... Like holding hands with or something and i'm kind of like is that somebody i should know yeah and then you've see got it. the the cheeseburger on the bench as well as the kid behind him and then a, a like a regular devil and i'm like okay wait am i supposed to know who those ones are because i'm not and like as far as i know he's like i'm just drawing things but i'm like no actually it means something Yes, it, means it something. has. There's, something it, there's here.
1: depth here. Yeah, I did. I did see the the sort of Charlie Brown esque ghost, and I thought mm-hmm. the same. I'm like, is that supposed to be somebody, or is this just a kid and a ghost? So, the other ones, I'm gonna have to go back and take a look for Frankenstein and his pals.
0: Yeah, you'll you'll see him. Mean, you're like, how did I not know? But if, you're distracted by all the DC awesomeness. I get well, it. Yeah, I mean, I was there too. Yeah. Do you now? It'd be hard to stretch this. As an animated movie,
1: but <laughs> I mean, just introduce a you know fifteen to twenty minute segment on the front end of this where Batman's sleeping with Batgirl, and boom, oh. <laughs> done.
0: Bravo! Well that's done. The old,
1: that's the old fallback, right? That's we how you fill pad- it in. Yep. We need to pad this baby out a little bit. Let's let's make something sexually inappropriate.
0: Yeah, just because, uh, because that's what I want to do. <laughs> but do. You- Would you like to see this adapted into something? And if so, the what?
1: Yeah, man, I would love to see it. Um, Well, one, let me say I'm excited to to read, um, continue reading the other issues in this sort of Halloween centric first run of Little Gotham because um, Halloween stuff is always fun and holidays are fun to celebrate with the kids in general. Um, But like, you know, every Halloween or Thanksgiving or Christmas, you sort of have your old uh standard animated specials from days of yore that we revisit with the kids it'd be cool if they did like you know maybe a four or five segment um feature that had you know it's a it's a batman and robin holiday special extravaganza and there's halloween there's thanksgiving there's christmas new year's easter whatever you know fourth of july i'm not sure what all the book visits because i'm reading it for the first time it's so exciting Uh But if they did a, a series like that or, a, or a, a, a movie like that where it had a segment dedicated, you know, a quick little 10 minute thing for the major holidays and you could watch it all at once or you could go back and revisit chapter by chapter on, on the holiday, that would be just delightful in my opinion.
0: Hmm. I, I could see it being like they tackle it somehow with Teen Titans Go.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, that'd be a great fit for it.
0: Because aren't those episodes can like 11 minutes or something like that can be 11 to 13. I thought they they do like half episodes as episodes. Yeah, but uh, almost like a Robin. I don't know. Robin can do a flashback about his first Halloween with Batman or something. It just kind of feels like they're they're smart assy little like humor slash you know, adorable little humor and stuff. It just blend a little bit with the Teen Titans Go, and I think they could do that. However, doing a long Halloween for the kiddos, I like that idea too. For sure, get that HBO Max series.
1: Yeah, uh, ten minute hashtag, episodes. Hashtag campaign. Release yeah. the little Gotham series.
0: <laughs> Re- release the little Gotham guys.
1: Release little go. Gotham. Uh, we deserve so it.
0: They, I stumbled upon. Uh, just walking around in barns. Remember when you used to walk around stores?
1: <laughs> you like go to <laughs> Those a place and physically mm-hmm. be there? Mm. No. This I creative
0: <laughs> team, Derek Fridolfs and Dustin Wen, they have a series that's of DC Comics Secret Hero Society. And it is basically DC kids in middle school. And it's almost, it's very... Well, it's Dustin Wen doing the art, but they're like hardcover books. And it's such a combination of reading like a, a young adult novel and a comic totally blended. Like you could get five pages in a row that are full on novel. The next page is nothing but a comic and like comic panels and then a mix of both on the following page. And it is it's not as quick of a read as like this Little Gotham series is, but it is like. It's fun. It's almost like an extension of what they're doing here, except expanding it and like a longer formatted storytelling. Man,
1: I think I don't know I if you've have, ever heard of it. I think we have one. Um, I didn't realize it was a series. And if it's the same, if it's not the same one, I'm going to sound like a big silly goose. Um, but if it is, we've got we have a book that is Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman as like elementary schoolers or middle schoolers like on the case for the first time and the teachers are villains. I think it's actually like the league of shadows. And um, now I that think now, Bane
0: is the gym teacher.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. That's why the artwork. Yeah. And it's, it's like more um, pencils by, by Win than this watercolor, right? There's, there's some yeah. color, but a lot of times it's kind of black and white um, pencils and it's, it's them sort of becoming, heroes and assuming their identities and solving this case together it's really fun i read that with the boys they loved it that's great this is a good cool little tie-in
0: excellent yeah i i didn't know it was it ended up being a whole series either we bought the first one because i was like this is this is adorable i want it and by we i mean uh me and mira and then i like shame on me what kind of a fan am i there's five books out
1: oh i know i've only read one same with us I uh, I shall be making purchases. How delightful. The wife will yeah. be thrilled. More more comic <laughs> book stuff for the boys. Huh. No, th- well,
0: that's how you bring it in. You'd be like, well, this is bonding for right. the boys and their it's dad. Okay? And she'll be like, oh, my gosh. Yes, absolutely.
1: These, this nerdy stuff that you roll your eyes at will be the memories that they'll carry with them for a lifetime. <laughs> it's essentially Field of Dreams is what we're making here.
0: Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh. Well, Garrett, for Lil' Gotham, do you have any final thoughts, comments?
1: No, check it out. I'd say, you know, obviously I talked a lot about my response to this as a parent. By no means is this uh, just for kids or just for people who have kids. It's a great story. The artwork's impressive. It's worth that alone. There's are smart beats. The story's well-crafted. Um, check this one out. Super accessible if you have the DCU app. Um, and then I think I saw it's collected. You can probably find it on Amazon too, but yeah, don't, don't just listen to me babble on about having kids and how it relates to me and think that it won't work for you. If you don't, this will work for just about any audience that's into this character.
0: Well, I know for a fact that I do not have any kids and I found a lot of enjoyment out of this little issue as well. I think it it is fun. It's totally respectful to characters. It's not making fun of any of them. It's a nice change of pace from some of like the dark, mature stuff that we love. Uh, It's almost you know you you watch so much Batman the animated series and love it. It can be refreshing when you get an episode of the Brave and the Bold. Doesn't mean you don't like Batman the animated series. You go back to it, but it's like man, that was that was tasty. That was a nice little dish that I had mm. right there. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what little Gotham is, especially issue number one, which is Halloween. Oh, And it's only 99 cents. If you don't have DC universe 99 cents for this little issue, uh, totally worth it. But I, I suspect anybody listening has DC universe in which the whole series is on there. And I mean, you can wipe out the whole series in like two and a half hours, maybe like <laughs> if you're reading slow, because these are quick reads, but it's a lot of fun. And, um, uh, Yeah, if you really like issue one, the rest of the series is just more of that. So, and I mean that as a positive, like as a compliment. It's an adorable little thing.
1: Delightful. I like it. Simply delightful. Mm.
0: And how ironic, Garrett, that I think you're on here talking about Lil Gotham and what is going to be the littlest episode of the Batman Book Club.
1: Hey, bite size, man! It's like a look fun size candy bar. It's delicious, yep. and it's you know, it doesn't take long to eat.
0: And I shared fears of like, I you know, I hope that like we can get a half hour out of this. Wow, look at us! I'm finding a trend here of where I say I it's not going to be that long. It's you know, and then I talk and I talk and I
1: talk. Well, you tend to have me on the show from time to time, and I am known to be a bit verbose, <laughs> a tad <laughs> loquacious, if you will.
0: We say some words. We say some words. So let's get you let's get you out of here. Uh, what would you would you like to plug anything? Where can people follow you?
1: No, man, I just uh, you know love the interaction. So if you'd like to uh, talk about you know Batman, Superman, He Man, football, whatever you like, uh, I, I am I am down. You can find me. Over on Twitter at Garrett Wato, that is G-A-R-R-E-T-W-A-T-O. Love if you followed, and uh, yeah, we can talk there. If you like to um, read words that I write as opposed to hear words that I say, you can check out my comic book reviews over at BatmanOnFilm.com. I cover Justice League and Batman Superman.
0: Yes, he does, and he does it with that Minnesota niceness, so it's very pleasant. As
1: always. Uh, If I don't like something, it's like I at one point had teen Titans uh, as an assignment Mm. and Mm. I told Bill, I'm like, the series is just so bad. I don't want to review it anymore because I hate being me. (laughs) me." Like I can, I can (laughs) critique things, but when something's just hot trash and every, every episode or every issue, I'm like another bad one. Like that's not fun for me or the reader. So I love talking about things I love.
0: Yeah. So like if, if we hated little Gotham number one, like this episode would have been about six minutes long. Cause we're like, <laughs> right. yeah, we're, we're good. But instead when you like it, it ends up, you just go on and on. So uh, th- thank you Garrett for joining me in our second to last episode of this spectacular celebration with the Batman book club. I'll repeat. Uh, please follow the Batman book club on Twitter at the Batman BC rate and review the show. If you would ever be so kind, uh, it will help spread the word on this Batman book club adventure. And I don't wanna, do I want to do anything else. No, I think that's about it. That's all I want to plug. Yeah. There'll be another three Jokers giveaway. Boom. There we go. That's the need to fit in. So for Garrett Grev, thank you for joining me, my friend.
1: It's a pleasure as always. I hope to be back. I think this is five. I don't want to end on an odd number. So We'll get six in the books, at least, and let's then get beyond. You,
0: let's get you double digits. Yes, yes, let's. All right. That sounds like We're halfway there. We got this. Okay, well, for Garrett, I am Ryan, and until next time, read more Batman comics.